Hi, my name is Tecla Francesco, and I'm trying to spread the word about how practicing the law of attraction can significantly improve your physical and mental health. Join me and like-minded friends to learn more about gratitude and how to manifest health and wellness beyond your wildest dreams. Get ready to transform your life as I share my journey about harnessing the power of the law of attraction to achieve abundance. From overcoming chronic pain to eliminating daily anxiety to treating a mental illness, I've experienced so much and I can't wait to share my proven principles and techniques with you. My goal is for you to leave our weekly episodes with easy and actionable steps to implement effortlessly into your day-to-day life so you can reach your own personal health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today I'm recording from home and it feels so good to be back. For those of you that didn't catch it last episode, I took a moment to breeze over the term wellness witch for you all. I realized I kind of suddenly started using that without any explanation. I've been thinking about naming our community for so long and had done all of this evaluating and processing in my head, and then I just started using it with zero context. Sometimes I feel like we're all on the same wavelength and kind of feels like you can read my mind. And while we are witchy, we're not telepathic. So here it goes. The full explanation so we're all caught up together. I've been wanting to name this community for as long as I can remember. And I really hate using the term listeners. It just gives me the ick. Same with the term followers. I don't love it. So I've been thinking for a really long time and it finally came to me. Wellness witches. What is a wellness witch, you might ask? Well, let's break it down. I really see it as a wellness queen with a sprinkle of witch, a sprinkle of spirituality, if you will. And before we go any further, I want to let you know that I think about using the term queen in a gender agnostic way. In my mind, a queen doesn't have to identify as female. We're not going to be limited by gender constructs here. We have enough limiting beliefs imposed upon us by society, and I certainly will not be adding any more to the mix. We've got enough shit to work through already. So what is a wellness queen? Well, really, it's someone who is intentional about prioritizing their health and wellness. As simple as that. And does that mean you get up every morning and you run 15 miles and you do yoga every Wednesday and you meditate every night? No, absolutely not. It simply means you're committed to learning, growth, and development, and you want to uplevel your life and your health spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. It's all about being intentional, and I can't define it more than that because up-leveling looks so different to every single one of you. So now for the witch part. I like to talk about it like a sprinkle of witch because it's not a full witch situation here. I personally am not energetically investing in exploring the history of witchcraft and making tinctures and working with the fae, which is basically like the fairy community. But I am interested in learning and exploring and sharing parts of that world with you that resonate with me, like the power of crystals and the power of the moon and so on. And some of those things we've already talked about and had episodes on and some we have slated for the future. So stay tuned for that. I also feel like the term witch is very magical. And that's what we're doing here. We're creating magic. We are manifesting health and happiness here. And a lot of people think that's made up and not possible. And we know 
through a combination of history, science, and experience, that manifestation and the power of the mind is very real. I also like to think about it like magic because when we manifest something, it just never happens in the exact way we think it will. We can think and dream up about a thousand scenarios about how that thing will appear, and it is always a complete surprise. I've shared so many examples of this with you in the past episodes, and I know that it's true for you too. I hope all of you are up to speed now on why we're the wellness witches, and I hope you love it as much as I do. And if you don't, call me, beat me, you know where to reach me. Through Instagram, the podcast website, and email, all of those details are in the show notes for you lovely queens. Good Lord, I really hope most of you got that reference. It's Kim Possible, a Disney classic animated series and a childhood favorite of mine. If you're looking for ways to connect with your inner child this week, do yourself a favor, go and watch it. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus or some streaming service that you already subscribed to. Okay, so what am I up to this week? I'm starting to decorate my office and recording studio, and I'm so excited about what's going to be created from inside this room moving forward. I feel really inspired and excited and creative, and I'm harnessing all of that energy and channeling it into something really innovative and exclusive for you, my wellness witches. I'm going to stop on that cliffhanger right there, keep you in suspense, and reveal more details painstakingly over several episodes, so get excited for that. As you know, I like to start every episode with something I'm thankful for in my life. Well, this week, your girl is turning 30. On June 6th, I'm going to be kissing my 20s goodbye and celebrating the next big life milestone. Most people absolutely dread turning 30. There's a huge societal and cultural pressure and expectations around this birthday for some unknown reason. People see it as a shift between your youth and adulthood. Some people see it like they should be reflecting about where they're in their lives personally, professionally, and romantically. Some people see it as a time for self-reflection and evaluation about where they are in life compared to where they thought they would be. And some see it as the peak in terms of aging and think that it's all downhill from here. Well, I was falling into this sad state of affairs thinking about it, and then I decided that's it. That's enough. I was literally giving myself a pep talk. I was saying, Tekla, pull yourself out of this hole of despair immediately. And that's when I realized how grateful I am for this moment in my life, because it has taught me so much. I've been through so much so far, and I'm so lucky this all happened before the age of 30, because I can focus now on living the rest of my life so much more intentionally. And today, I'm going to share my learnings with you. 30 things I've learned by the age of 30, and these are a combination of life experience, law of attraction learnings, and tips for leading a more intentional life. And some of these we've covered in previous podcast episodes, and some we haven't. So it'll be a little bit of a summary and a lot of things new. I know 30 sounds like a lot, but I'm going to spend kind of less than a minute on each of these. So here we go. Number one, energy out matches energy in. This is the absolute bare bones foundation of the law of attraction. What you put out into the universe, into the world, is going to be what you get back. 
Is that going to happen immediately? No. It happens over time. The thoughts, the intentions, the behaviors you're focused on the majority of the time will shape your future reality. We know it. We've seen it manifest that way. We're all focused on making our future self proud every day, and we love that for us. Number two, there is no magic pill for health and wellness. Upleveling your health and wellness is the most important thing you're going to do for yourself. And there are a lot of people out there that have tried every trick in the book, shortcut, pills, everything. Spoiler alert, it doesn't work long term and the work needs to be habitual to impact your life. Nobody is going to do the work for you. Nobody is going to put in that time, effort or energy to improve your health. And we don't expect them to either. That's our own responsibility. And it's not easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard work, but it's a hell of a lot easier to invest in your health when you're younger than when you're pushing 50, 60, 70. It's not impossible at that age, but it is a more intensive process. So set yourself up for success now. Number three, wear SPF every day. That one doesn't need an explanation. Under makeup, over makeup, without makeup, just do it. Just put it on your damn face. Sunscreen or wrinkles. That's what I'm going to say. Number four, a 1% change does make a difference. After reading the book Atomic Habits, my life was changed. And if you haven't read that, definitely put it on the list. It's all about how a 1% change over 100 days adds up and incrementally you've formed a new habit. So often we start to get overwhelmed thinking about all these things we want to do and all the changes we want to make. And then we give up before we even start because it's just too much. Start small. You don't need to go from zero to 100 overnight. Smaller steps will get you to your end goal more sustainably and you're more likely to form and keep that habit. Number five, reduce your toxic load. I'm hoping to do an entire episode on this, but for now, just a key takeaway. Everything we put on our body, in our mouths, in the air around us has a level of toxicity. Making small changes to reduce that load on your body will make a huge difference. If there's one thing you can do today, next time your hand soap runs out or your laundry detergent runs out or you buy a candle for your room, look for a cleaner option that features natural ingredients. The more little swaps you make over time, the better position you're going to be in in terms of your toxic load. And in the long term, your body is going to thank you. Number six, set boundaries. We had an entire episode on this last week, so if you missed it, go back and catch up. Setting boundaries is the ultimate form of self-respect. Being in your life is a privilege, not a right. Don't let people take advantage of you or overstep the line. And if that happens, draw a line in the sand and stand up for yourself. Number seven, don't settle. Woof, this one is just so loaded always. I know, but it's true. All you queens have an intuition and you know deep down what's in alignment and what's not. And we might be in denial about a few things and suppress that instinct over time, but you know, and so does the universe. What's desired by you is destined for you. You don't need to settle for anything less. 
You only have one life. You need to live it to its fullest. And that brings me to number eight. Trust your gut. How many people out there have a gut reaction to something and then their ego tries to rationalize, justify, or explain that situation or behavior? I know we've all been there. Again, you know deep down if something's not right. You know if it's off. And if you feel it, go with your instinct. You're probably right. Number nine, prioritize yourself. The amount of people I say this to who react poorly to that statement is alarming to me. I posted this on social a few weeks ago and got a very mixed response. A lot of people think that's a selfish statement. And I'm going to say here what I said on Instagram. Imagine what the world would look like if we took care of ourselves first and then everyone else. It's not a bad thing to prioritize yourself, even though so many people demonize it. Without committing intentionally to your own happiness and well-being, you won't be able to show up as the best version of yourself for other people. Number 10. Unfulfilling jobs will leave you empty. If you're not waking up the majority of the time excited to go to work, then you're in the wrong job or line of work. And I understand and recognize that it's a privilege to be able to pick and choose where, when, and how you gain income. But if you're stuck in a workplace where it drains you and doesn't add some sort of value to your life beyond finances, then start to think about how else you might be able to earn money that is more in line with something you're passionate about, something that lights you up. And I'm absolutely not saying go out and quit your job immediately. Just start to be open to other possibilities of employment or learning more about side hustles. Remember, small steps make a big difference. Somewhat related to that is number 11. Work is not your family. I wish more people understood this. When it comes to business, there's no such thing as loyalty. I've seen the founder and CEO of a company made redundant by the board he brought in and after a decade of committing his life to the success of his startup. I've used that example before and I'm going to continue using it because if that can happen to someone who literally built their own company, then it can happen to you. Business is business. You don't owe everything to your boss and to your organization. There will come a time where they won't be there for you. And so protect yourself. Protect your energy and don't give it all away. Really practice boundary setting here too and prioritize a healthy work-life balance. Number 12. This one is for everyone out there, men, women, non-binary, or transgender queens. Check your hormones. The more I learn about our bodies these days, the more I realize how many of us are just wandering around living in a body where our hormones are off. It's happened to me, I'm still working through the repercussions, and it's happened to many people I know. And it might be happening to you. If you have the resources to do so, go and get your levels checked. That brings me to number 13. Always get a second opinion. It's on us to step up and learn about where our health is at, to educate ourselves, to make informed choices for our own future. Don't leave it all up to the doctors. Ask questions. Explore all the resources available to you and get a second opinion when you can. There is so much information out there and one doctor's version of impossible doesn't mean it's the one and only truth. 
Number 14, try new things. So many people think to themselves, oh, I'd love to go to that class or sign up for that activity or join that group. Do it. The time is now. What are you waiting for? You've got to stop. You've got to commit and just do it. We don't want to be living a life of what ifs. Number 15, rejection is redirection. I love this one. Look at rejection as the universe guiding you towards something more in alignment with your highest purpose. It's not a failure. It's not personal. The universe is always conspiring for your greatest good, and with trust and faith, it will lead you exactly where you need to go. Number 16. You don't have to have children. This is so controversial. I know. I get it. And I am living it. Women are guilted and pressured into having children and having a family like that's their sole purpose. It's 2023. We're allowed to have our other priorities. You don't need to make up your mind at 20 or 30 or 40. Explore other options that allow you the freedom to make that decision without the stress of the biological clock. There are other options to have a family. You can adopt. You can foster. You might meet someone who has kids and they become your family. You might freeze your eggs so you have more time to make that decision for yourself. Please don't cave to the pressure of societal expectations. And if you're not ready to make that decision, don't. You have time. You have options. You have resources. This is going to be controversial, I know, but I'm going to share it because I know it's going to resonate with someone out there. As someone who doesn't want children, I've been reading blogs and posts about women who absolutely love and adore their children, but if given the chance, probably wouldn't choose that same path again. And those threads are heartbreaking. And those women are living with a lot of pain and guilt, knowing they went against their intuition because that's what we're raised to believe. We're told we need to get married, we need to have a family, and that's our purpose. For some of us, having a family is all they can dream about. And for others, it's just not, and that's okay. Number 17. You're allowed to grow and change and want different things. Looking back to the person I was at 18, and then 21, and then 25, and now 30, I can't believe how much has changed. And I know I'm going to continue to experience that change and evolve with more learning and life experience. What you wanted 10 years ago doesn't have to be the same as what you want right now in this moment. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Number 18. It's okay to not be okay. Think back to the Abraham Hicks emotional scale. We have high vibration emotions and lower vibrational emotions. You don't need to be at the top end of that scale all the time. It's impossible. You're human, and it's part of the human experience to feel the entire spectrum of emotions. There's no light without darkness. There's no happiness without sadness. This is called the law of polarity, and without the ups and downs, there would be no perspective. Give yourself grace and let yourself feel all of the things. Number 19. You'll lose friends, even best friends, and that's okay. I'm a firm believer that people come in and out of your life in seasons. They serve a purpose and they teach us so much, 
and we learn from them and they might not stay in our life forever. You're changing and you're growing and so are they. And your paths might diverge and start heading in opposite directions and that's life. What's in alignment for you might not be in alignment with them. And the longer you try to hold on, I think the more pain you cause yourself. Things come and go and we need to let them. Number 20. Everything will be okay 99% of the time. So don't focus on the possibility of the 1%. This is a big one for me and I'm still learning. What if instead of focusing on the 1% chance that something might not go to plan, we focus our energy on everything that could go right? I think I heard this from Mel Robbins, but she says, what if everything worked out? What if you got everything you dreamed of? We need to lean into that energy more and let go of the things we cannot control. Number 21. Things meant for you will cause clarity and comfort, not chaos or confusion. You've heard me say this many, many times. You're going to experience hurdles and bumps in the road, but something that's meant for you will not leave you in a permanent state or long-term state of chaos or confusion. It just won't, and I promise you that. Number 22. The truth with a capital T does not exist. There are so many versions of the truth. We all have our own truth, and we need to let go of this belief that there's only right and wrong and nothing in between. It's not black and white. There are shades of gray. And does that make things complicated for us? Sure, definitely. But it also means there's room for all possibilities and versions of the truth to exist, and that's exciting. Number 23. We all have limiting beliefs, so let's clean them up. We all have something that's holding us back, whether that's familial, cultural, societal, or generational limiting beliefs. They exist and they're likely impacting what you think is possible for yourself and your life. It's on you to find them and address them, and then try not to pass them on to anyone else. And nobody can do this work for you. If you want to see huge shifts in your life, this is where you can start. Think about deep down what you think isn't possible for you and start to evaluate how you learned that and why. Challenge it. Work through it so you can become the best version of yourself. Number 24. Discomfort is the first sign of change. This is a big one. So many of us start to feel uncomfortable when things change and then we panic. And then we stop whatever progress we're making because something feels off. Unpopular opinion, maybe. But if you're always comfortable, you're probably not growing and evolving. If everything feels the same, you're keeping yourself in the zone of safety and you're likely not going to see the progress you're looking for. Number 25. If you don't feel and process emotion, it's going to manifest physically. Boy, did I learn this the hard way. Emotions that aren't dealt with don't just go away. We're going to store that in our bodies and they're going to manifest in some way. It might be physical illness. It might be mental illness. It could look like addiction. It could look like harmful behaviors. It might be something else. I covered this in episode two very early on because it's so important to understand. And an effective way for me working through my emotion is going to be different to what works best for you. 
The takeaway, though, is you need to find a method for working through it. Number 26. While you didn't cause your trauma, you are responsible for healing it. Even though the trauma we have and carry was likely caused by somebody else, it's on us to work through it. You can't walk through life blaming everyone else for the burdens you carry. That's not going to get you anywhere. You don't get a free pass to act like an asshole because you went through something hard. We all have hard things to deal with. It is your responsibility to heal that. And is that fair? Probably not. But if you want to live a life filled with love and joy, it's critical. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in a low vibrational state of anger or sadness and nothing good comes from being stuck there. That brings me to number 27. Forgiveness doesn't mean condoning the behavior or actions of the past. And it certainly doesn't mean you forget it. It just means you set yourself free emotionally and you're able to detach and live your life without carrying it around anymore. Being able to forgive others and yourself will set you free. And I stand by that. Number 28. Everyone is doing the best they can in the moment with the tools and resources they have available. 99% of the people in the world don't walk around wanting to hurt you. But unfortunately, sometimes it happens. We're all working with the cards we've been dealt. And sometimes, even though we're looking from the outside and what seems to have been done to us is really terrible, that's the best that person could do in the moment. It will serve you better to look at those situations with empathy. Again, we're not condoning that behavior. We're just trying to look at it with understanding. Number 29. Think about what your body needs in the moment and nothing else. We sometimes go about our week and we have a grand plan to work out every day and adhere to a strict diet and do all these things. And that plan just sometimes isn't feasible. And instead of pushing yourself to stick to an arbitrary set of rules that you developed when you had 10 hours of sleep on a Sunday night, just try and approach the week one day at a time. Think about what's going to serve you best on that day. Maybe it is going to the gym and working out. Maybe it's actually taking the day off, going to have a hot bath, and reading a book. Maybe it's making yourself a batch of cookies for the week because you've been wanting to try out a new recipe. Maybe it's having a green juice because you think that's the fuel your body needs in the moment. Whatever it is, give yourself grace and a chance to be flexible. Things rarely go exactly to plan. So instead of feeling shitty about skipping leg day, reframe that and think about serving your body in a way that feels good. And number 30, act in a way your future self would be proud of. Do this all day, every day. This is the path to living the life of your dreams. Show up as yourself five years, 10 years, 15 years in the future. Make decisions as them. Invest your energy where they would. Set yourself up for that life. Make small changes one step at a time, and before you know it, that life will be well within reach, and it will be yours. I know today was a longer episode, so thanks for sticking with me. I was excited to do this summary for you because it's about all the things we've learned to date, and also I wanted to share other things outside of manifestation that I think are really important. 
that's where I'm going to leave things today, which is remember all the links you need to social, the website, to all the other things are in the show notes for you. Your girl is off to get ready to celebrate the big 3-0. That's all for today. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.